0: All right and welcome back to uh, another session and hopefully you're having a a great day today. Uh, So as as we've been talking about the last few sessions, well we've been focusing a lot on patience and we've talked about the importance of patience um, you know when it comes to our health, the importance of patience just in life, how life is going to give us you know opportunities to to be patient and develop patience. Now it seems though that oftentimes an area or rather, a location where we uh, need to have more patience is at home. You know, whether that's you know with kids or if you're married with your spouse, but especially if you're if you're a parent, if you're married, you know, pay, having patience with children is something that's incredibly important, and that's really what we want to focus on today. Is that you know, you have eight children. <laughs> How does one develop? I guess, more patients with children. And, and I guess let, let's talk about that, having patients with children.
1: Well, uh, we have to remember, no, that if you have a, a little kid, you know, a toddler, you know, a three-year-old kid, and uh, you, or you have an adolescent, uh, it means that you rarely, you know, you're going to move as quickly. No? So as you want things to go. So now this can bring our impatience because, you know, we're being blocked by our own goals and our objectives you know for for that particular day no so this is why we need to stop and examine now this is uh, we need to examine ourselves because you know the problem really mostly on us okay not as much in our kids or a spouse so one of the things that i noticed, you know it, as a father through time of course you know it takes you time you don't have a book to explain you this. Okay. Uh, we noticed that uh, we, we normally have a uh, daily goals. We got to go to school, drop them off, go to work, you know, cook, clean, you know, everything you, you're planning. And we want, we want to everything be timely. You no, know? So we all do that. So, and I noticed, you know, after some, the, the effect of my impatience and how that, just emerge sometimes, you know, without expecting, you no? Know? So, and I started noticing that uh, the, the results of the outcome in the relationship and the way how things were going and the emerging of impatience, you no? Know? So uh, it, it was, you know, I started asking myself, no? You know, you know why, why is this happening, you no? Know? If we all want to go to a trip, and we were planning to go on vacation why <laughs> they become so slow or they don't listen or they don't put their shoes or you know some of them appear to be more like uh <laughs> with a uh, with a sense of uh, resistance to follow instructions no so through time i i noticed that it was mostly about me so it was about my goal you know my timing you no know, my perspective you no know, in fine you know you know and so this was mainly what i noticed it was a tradition you no know, because i'm repeating a tradition in a tradition that comes with a view of being a parent you no know, and everything that i was taught and uh, the learning and that's coming you know through everywhere you no know, the place where we're born uh, the uh, family we live you know teachers and the environment you no know? so so everything we do about parenting is about these ideas you no know? they're based on expectation you no know? it's about ourselves our own boundaries and our desire for the outcome you no know? so we say we we want certain outcomes for our kids but this Always lead us to impatience because you know the kids uh, we think they get in the way. You no, know? for our expectation we have to be mm-hmm. out of the house you know, at a certain time. You no, know? we go on vacation. Imagine we go on vacation. We argue about this. So uh, we have expectation. There are so many desires. You no, know, and uh, goals. You no, know? so really, I in my own situation was that uh, my view of parenting it was what has contributed to the And that caused uh, many times that the kids, they distance from myself. So that's one thing that I recognize. And we have to really try to see this, you know, kids, you know, kids are kids, they can distance themselves. And we may not even notice, so important to know that that, uh, kids can be emotional distance. You know, because the kids know that, you know, that they need to act around their parents in a certain way. You know, so the parents can be happy, you know, and then avoid reactions and the impatience of the kids. This is this is detrimental. So as a result, I found that this, you know, so many children were emotional distance. And, um, and this is not good, particularly if I, if I want to really, uh, help you know with the uh, environment so we have to be aware you know because this is a circumstance that really can be affected you know? so of course you know we want to get in bed on time we wanted to eat on time and at uh, this view you know is is part of these paradigms you know like that can make me rush them you no know? you know eat quick you no know? do this do that you no know? and uh as I reviewed, you know this behavior, mine. You know? I noticed that uh, uh, it's it was hard for me to accept, you no, know? because you know we have it's a little bit of pride. you know? I I'm older. I know, I know what's best for my kids. Okay, so, but I noticed one thing that uh, as soon as I was more and more aware that it was just selfishness. You no, know? so. In terms of impatient, some something that did not distract the way. Okay. Really, I want my kids to be happy. I want to make an environment that it it make us laugh and fulfill our aspirations. No, but but this impatient thing, based on these ideas, no, that I have, no, that was based on my own selfishness, my goal, my paradigms about parenting. Uh, it was in the way. So, really, what I was noticing is the the focus was on me only, and it was a position of uh, selfishness. No,
0: I thought you have a comment on that because you're well, a father, you a father of <laughs> two kids. Yeah. Well, you know, going along with what you what you were saying, uh, I found that for myself when I've become impatient, it's it's like this desire, or, or stemming from this desire to control the situation, which you know, obviously, you know, in certain situations, especially with children, with younger kids, you know, you need to control the situation. You know, if my daughter runs into the street,
1: go. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have to react quickly. You have to, you know, make sure she doesn't get hurt. But in other situations, like, you know, why aren't you getting ready for bed? You know, why aren't you doing this? You know, it, it is as you as as you were saying a a because I have a certain expectation i want in if when I reflect on it it's really I want you in bed by this time so that I can move on with my own you know desires with my own goals my own whatever else I'm working on you know has nothing it really has little to nothing to do with my actual children as much as me
1: yeah, you know I can tell you the truth you know in my case as a as a young father, when I started realizing that 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 I was selfish, and of course I had to do my things. So it's important that I continue with my own things that are related to work or or doing something that was important for for the entire family. But when I realized that I was being selfish, you know, it hurts. It hurts me, you no, know, because I really wanted to be happy. And, Everything to works okay and fulfill our goals. Okay. So, but then I was acting in a way that was affecting the thing that was more important. So, it is hard not to be compassionate and more loving uh, with the kids when we have impatience. So, I'm I'm doing a little better now after years. Okay, uh, the the problem with impatience is that uh, we react. You know? when we react because we are frustrated okay we frustrated when we when we when we get angry really it's about us you know I get angry because I'm frustrated because my kid is not eating on time not going to bed on time so it is all about me no it's not about our kids okay now of course you know there are behaviors okay behaviors that take place you know sometimes um, the kids are very slow in helping with the kitchen, you know? um, slow to go into the car so we can go to the store or go on vacation or, and we're running late. Okay? And uh, those times is a time where we normally lose our patients. Okay? So, but it's, it's from what I noticed, it was always my frustration. Uh, it was, it was uh, a feeling of being anger, okay, as you, 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 you have, because you have responsibility, I mean, for those, okay, so when you feel impatient, in my case, no, when you feel impatient, one thing is for sure, anger builds inside, so you cannot avoid, so impatient is related to this strong emotion, no, that, that is uh, built through stress, no, so when that happens and one thing that I recommend, no, no, that 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 happened. Excuse me. Let me turn this phone off. Sorry. Very good. <laughs> I apologize. So when we when we're um yeah, I'm gonna turn this phone. <clears throat> I was talking about being angry if uh, we're impatient. So when we're angry, we already know there is a problem. Every time we get angry, always it has to do with us. So we can probably step back a little bit, you know, maybe breathe, you know, do some breathing or maybe walk out of the room for a minute. And uh, and do it to evaluate what's what's going on this. So, because we need to realize what is the emotional trigger that is making making me upset because you know it's a danger to be upset and impatient because we're going to attack I mean not the problem but we're gonna attack the child okay yeah because really the behavior of the child it's it's not really the problem so you know we might think uh perhaps uh this is true (laughs) no so too often no we we talk as parents you know we blame are impatient because you know we get frustrated and anger you No, know, for a kid or a spouse and we blame them we say you know they are producing me this no. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not really true. So step back if you start feeling anger because it's gonna happen. every time you're impatient it's gonna be anger which means there are, there are chemical stress, stress you know that actually is going to not make you think clearly. So, if you move a little bit out of the situation and trying to understand what is it triggering this, okay? It might mean it might mean that maybe we we have something going. We're a little bit broke in our heart. You no. Know? So, I mean, we don't want to become frustrated and angry with the kids or the spouse. You no, know? but uh, but sometimes you know they are also caring the. The wounds that that's inside, you know, and the kids that they cannot interpret this, they cannot process it, they cannot communicate in a, in a way. No, and if we, the adults, we are not having a way to deal with this. No, so of course we're going to create an environment that's going to, to continue a cycle between the pain, the hurt, you know, the anger that's triggered which is not related to the spouse or the little kid but it's triggered by something though no? that's really uh internal know that that it creates this uh, response no? so it's not it's not uh only uh, selfishness about my goal to get on time that's not the only thing it's not only about timing okay? Uh there's also things that we carry. They're they're hidden emotions that can trigger. You no, know, things that are not resolved. Um, something that's not been healed from the past that we carry. You no, know. when this is the case, our kids, you know, and the spouse can can say something minor. You no, know, and any it trips up. You no, know, so the pain. Emerges and we sudden our pacing is blowing right out the window. So mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. We have to be aware you know, of what's happening. So we're not actually blowing away an opportunity to communicate and be close to the children, the spouse. So we could say, yes, I want to go on time to this vacation. The plane is waiting for us. Okay, that's true. Or I want to uh, go to bed early with the kids. And of course that's true, it's part of your parenting, you know, thing, but uh, but the more you force, the more difficult it becomes. So, you know, maybe you are gonna have to look at it and, say, and take responsibility and say, okay, you know, I started cooking late or I didn't help my wife. Okay, so that's now is what we're eating late. Instead, I kind of trying to rush the kids to, you know, things so I can fulfill my goal, no? So, so, if we take the responsibility and also if we look at this and remove ourselves from this paradigm, you know that thing has to be a rush because I have this goal. I want to be a good father, the kids have to go to bed uh, so they can be healthy. and of course, you know, in the middle of that, we create um, chaos through the process of enjoying a time of eating or doing something going somewhere. So there's no benefits. I mean, no matter how much of a good intention is, to achieve the goal, to get healthy, going to sleep early, have this vacation and uh, the frustration and um, uh, distance that's gonna occur, you know, is going to affect, that's one part. The other part is again, it's normally there is something not solve in ourselves mm-hmm. That if we carry, when the kids say something or they're too slow to eat or too slow to put their shoes, I mean, or they say something. I mean, they could tell you something Dad. you know, I don't love you, okay? Or dad, why you get angry? So anything, or dad, can you give me a glass of water? Or can you read me again the book, okay? Dad, why why, why are you not playing with me? So some of these things could trigger, okay? And it's not what the babies say, or the adults say, or the adolescents say. Because an adolescent can tell you that you're cruel. Okay? You're foolish. So that could happen. And and uh, the fact that they express in a way, according to the age, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily the problem. Okay? Mm-hmm. So these other things are been not solved from the past that are, you know, unhealing wounds that we carry. You know? So maybe we're having some issue with a spouse that we haven't resolved and now we're taking it to the kid, no. Or maybe there's an issue of work. Or maybe it's something that has to do with finances. Or maybe I'm, I'm there's mistakes I'm making and I'm caring and I'm not, I'm not really resolving it. So that is deep inside there. I mean, we can't hide these things. I mean, no matter how much we want to ignore it, okay. Um, they are there, they're part of the memory of our brain, of our body, so. We have to be, you know, with ourselves. You no, know? so take a break for a second. What are the rooms you have to you know, and say, okay, what is triggering this? I'm getting upset because I'm getting impatient. Is it anything else besides the fact that I want to go to bed earlier? Maybe it's the fact that I, I didn't help my wife because I stayed playing video game. You no, know? or maybe I, I feel that working was more important than, you know. Helping with the dishes or peeling the potato. No, You help with dinner. So, or perhaps you know, it's you know I've been I've been lying to my boss. I've been cheating at work. Okay, and I, you know I don't like that. I don't, I'm not that kind of person. But I'm not been reconciling this. So and that can be carry. It's just like little extra work. Heavy burden that we don't have to carry, you know. Because all we have to do is just reconcile it. If it's an issue with the wife, talk to her. If it's a work, you know, <clears throat> make the changes you need to make. <coughs> but, okay, I'm sorry, and don't don't continue targeting your, your child or your spouse on something that eventually is going to come back to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> um, you know, like, like you were saying. You know, when we are having these these feelings of impatience, you know, it's not really as we've been saying. It's just, it's not. It really does not have anything to do with your kid. Um, yeah, you know, I was just uh, just remembering a few times, especially last year. You know, 2020. You know, with COVID pandemic, you know, things financially got really tight, and I remember that there were a few times where I was you know impatient with my daughter. Because she said, "Oh I want, I want to play with you or you know come play with me or come do this and I'm, I wasn't impatiently saying, "No, I have to go work I have to go do you know and it wasn't it had nothing to do with her it was my own insecurity about you know how, making sure we could pay the bills it had nothing to do with her nothing yeah. to do with, about you know with her you know wanting to play it had nothing to do with whatever else I had put in my mind or had said it was all just my own personal Find insecurities about about our personal finances.
1: Yeah, and uh, doing that is important when we admit it. No, so if that's an area that we we have in difficulties, we have to admit it. No, so we need to stop and admit and accept the uh, the frustration. No, and accept that this is not a, not the kid, not the spouse that one that's creating. No, it uh, lies. It lies on me. No, so number two, you know, be sure that you you humble yourself. That's the next step. So, so this is the only way how we can break through the selfishness. So, being humble, examine ourselves. You know, examine our heart. No, so that will help understand what's really going on inside. Yeah. Number three, identify what triggers it. What else, as you mentioned, okay. no. I was more worried about finances, but I didn't really uh, – I was handling well, and I was taking this on my kid, no? So, uh, do you have a comment,
0: Yeah, and, and real quick, um, something I've actually done with – well, with my oldest daughter, my youngest doesn't understand yet, but, you know, when I have had these moments, I've tried to – once I recognize them, I, you know, I will apologize to her, and I'll let her know, I'm sorry, Daddy was just feeling stressed, like – like it had nothing to do with you. It was I was feeling stressed in that moment, and kind of letting her know, you know, that was not her. Uh, which has actually been interesting, because now it it's like she recognizes when I'm stressed. If I'm ever feeling stressed, because sometimes I I might not even say anything, but she says, "Daddy, are you stressed?" <laughs> <laughs> and even even uh, recently, she. I, I was feeling stressed about something. I wasn't talking to anyone. I was on my computer, feeling kind of stressed about something. And then, out of her own, like by herself, she goes and grabs her uh, one of her stuffed animals, g- gives it to me, and says, "Daddy, you're stressed. Just hold hold this stuffed animal. It'll, it'll make you oh, feel better."
1: Oh, so <laughs> Which it actually
0: did. <laughs> like I, I felt just so, like so much better. Just yeah. yeah.
1: This this kid, no, she's only four. Imagine. You no, know, sometimes we don't. Really comprehend the dimension, uh, the ability that kids have to feel, feel what the parents feel. And they also have ways to, uh, to cope with the issues. You know, they play, they laugh, they jump, they eat, they go and play again, they sleep, they jump, they do things, they come and help. You know? So, this is the beauty and the, the purity of these kids. So, And we need to really understand that too. They're, we need to be willing to listen so we have to put ourselves too on the kid's position okay that means that uh not thinking of ourselves no our goals our objectives our plans uh, we need to stop okay so we can see through the other person's side it doesn't matter if he's 15 years old 20 years old you know two years old so that's that's important now the the thing we need to understand too is that if we're impatient, okay, in other situ- situation, only only do make things worse. So if we get frustrated, okay, and upset, okay, what really often happens is kids get upset and they push back. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's different ways how they do it. Sometimes they do it by being resistant to really put the shoes on, or cook, or eat, or help, or grab it. So if we don't do this well, we're gonna be on the bottom. No, uh, who is more powerful? No, and we're taking more time than really is needed. So it is it is like a like a game, no, for us. Uh, so it's been found that uh, if, if we listen and we understand and we hear, we can get a lot more than we can imagine. So. Um, if we lose our patience, you know, just because we wanna get there, you know, or or push the kid away, because that's what we do. We don't want it to talk. We don't want it to ask anything. We want it to rush. We want it out of our face. And sometimes, you know, that's what we try to do. So you mentioned something, Ulysses, no? The kids can look through an eye to the world, which is so wonderful. So if we stop and, and really look at the world through the, the kid's eye. That helps increase her patience. It
0: and really
1: yeah, I mean, look what you did. You he she brought you a toy, and that is a way how you you stop, look at it, and just embrace what she was feeling. No, she knows that uh, you need that. So it was a it, it was a a action, a compassion towards you. And it helps you you embrace the toy and it makes you feel better okay mm-hmm. so so we can do the same with our kids and our spouse for sure and you know no matter
0: you know if you're religious if you're not what your religion is I, there's a lot of a whole lot of wisdom i found now being a parent from the teaching that you should become as a child that yeah. you know, jesus christ taught because children, oftentimes they do see things in a way that that we, we just don't see. Like they, like again, the stuffed animal thing, the even just being able to perceive that I was not feeling good at that moment. And just understanding that I'm like, yeah, I understand children, they, they don't have the understanding of like a 30 year old or a 50 year old, 60 year old. But oftentimes it's that simplicity of seeing life, and not not even just the simplicity, but actually seeing the beauty in life. It's like seeing the beauty in a stuffed animal. Seeing my <laughs> my <laughs> my daughter the other day it was Celeste. We were driving, and we were passing by a few gas stations, and she saw it was like the third gas station. She's like, "Oh my goodness, it's another gas station! It's so beautiful. <laughs> like it's a gas station." Like, and
1: Oh my goodness, it's just amazing what they can do. See, sometimes we lose the sense of reality because uh, our mind gets so much uh, busy and uh, we we start embracing things that are not even true. I mean, these things can get rooted in our heart and it, it becomes so difficult really to be ourselves, to enjoy what's available to us. And... Uh, And and that make a lot of confusion. You know, we come so confused. Uh, Sometimes a skewed mind we have, or our mind is always jumping everywhere, trying to get there and here, No, and And we lose clarity and discernment to really see what's true and what's not true. Mm -hmm. And uh, that brings a lot of problems. Now, we can become so addicted to these behaviors that uh, affect our life and imagine on the life of a you know innocent child that is full of aspirations and embracing life and recognizing the beauty of everything and it's right there in the center of the home where is the darkness you know a father or a mother that is so concerned with their own things I mean of course we have to do things in Achieve things and you know move forward for growing, but when we we are in such an imbalance that the perspectives and priorities are not put in their place, so it becomes a problem. No, the poor little child. I mean, it's just in the middle of the chaos. So I have done that before. Okay. Uh, luckily, I recognize what happened and you know make some shifting and changes. So it takes time, it's not like black and white, no? You can be turned around and become the best father, the best husband, no? mm-hmm. It's a process, but, but we don't have to justify anything by saying, oh, I'm this way, no, we, we humans are that way. No, mm-hmm. we humans are not that way. Look at a little child, it's not that way, okay? And we all and were responsible to be sure that uh, we create the best of the environment doesn't mean that we're going to avoid them from having pain and dealing with challenges because, I mean, you're still gonna make mistakes and they're gonna deal with those, your mistakes. And, you know, if it's an open conversation and emotional connection, those things are learning experiences, everybody move forward with growth. So, but uh, uh, this is the best favor we can make to this world No. Be sure that we create an environment for, for the child so they can continue doing what they're doing. No, seeing the beauty, no, contributing, no. Healing the sick and the wounded. In that moment when you shared, you do have a moment of wound, whatever it was, no. Under stress, the, the little girl recognized because we have the ability to, to see the pain. And he came to you and asked you, Oh, dad, are you under stress? No? I mean, that's an innocent, sincere, real, you know, open conversation, vulnerability, you know? And then, uh, you know, she noticed, and then she go, Oh, wait, let me go here. So she moved towards compassion. She fell and followed the feeling. Okay? She didn't stop and say, You know, My dad is a big man, he doesn't play with toys, or he's too smart and he works with the computers, he's not gonna listen to me, no. She went and brought a little toy and said, dad, hug this, it's gonna make you feel better. I mean, she gave you a solution. She's not a psychologist, a psychiatrist, having gone through 20 years of neuroscience, but she gave you something, an amazing moment. Okay, and if we learn these things, and we can learn this through our spouses, our children the neighbor a young person and an adolescent okay i hope the park is not bothering many people there but anyways okay (laughs) a little bark come my way but um it's time to practice patience as we listen to these (laughs) dogs so it's it's an amazing world that, and we are literally um emptying emptying something valuable, the possibility of seeing the resources by keeping ourselves with these, you know, crazy thoughts and beliefs and, you know, being so story about it, no, no, I gotta get there, no, I gotta do this because if I not do this, I'm not gonna be happy, no, my kid has to go to bed, you know, a certain time and at a certain time or I'm not gonna be happy, no. I mean, that's a sign that there is so many issues there. I mean, not only in terms of the beliefs I have about parenting, which is wrong, but also about, you know, a lack of uh, clarity about what's in my mind, no? What is moving me to the frustration to see what is really happening in me. So we can do all these things and now just practice, no? Mm -hmm. Stop. Trying to uh, accept the fact that it's not the kid the problem or your spouse, okay. Then uh, you know uh, accept that it's your responsibility. The feeling and frustrations and anger is yours. No, trying to find out what else is there. What what kind of wounds are not being healed, okay? So you kind of look at it and work with those things instead of going back to the kid and pushing and you know saying words that. My harm hurt, and uh, or create the environment that, that may affect your kid and not only
0: mentally but also with with their health mm-hmm. and you know, as you mentioned earlier about having humility, I think it's important because none of us are perfect parents. there's no such thing as a perfect parent, at least not you know no one who's alive is a perfect parent and uh, I think as we're working on, if you're working on, I'm still working on patients, it's a, it's a lifelong development. I think it's important to have that humility and let your children know, hey, I'm I'm trying to work on this. Just so you know, daddy may have some slip ups, but just so you know, I, you know, I'm trying to work on this and, and, you know, letting them and apologizing when you do become impatient. Because I think that that is important for children to see that you are that that's not behavior that you want to, to move, that you, you don't want that behavior to continue with them.
1: Yeah, and uh, listen to the kid, because maybe the kid might tell you, okay, so you're apologizing, but you're not changing.
0: Mm.
1: Pay attention, because maybe uh, we used to apologize and not make any effort in trying to change the behavior. So we have to be uh, humble, as you mentioned, to listen, okay? And even if uh, a, a kid, if it's a young person or a, a kid tells you, daddy, you are, you a bad person. Okay. So if you have internal resources and you're changing, you, know, you can actually listen. And uh, ask your kid, okay, son, okay, I listen to you, but tell me why am I that bear? And be, be letting talk. Because maybe, you know, it's something that you haven't noticed about your own behavior that you you can't notice. No. Just let him talk and say that I hear you lying the other day on the phone. Hmm. And that made me feel bad. Or I, I hear that you lied to my mom. Or you may or you told me to keep this secret from mom. So just listen. This may not be the way how, a, you know, some people live like or a portion of the society live like. Some people think that these lines are okay, won't harm, but it does really harm and we have to really be aware. Now the other part, if you're tired, no, because sometimes we don't sleep well mm-hmm. for some reason. No? We have to go to the airport and pick up Uncle Larry and talking mouth. <laughs> of course you know I sleep sleep four hours three hours so I didn't have a good night sleep okay sleep six hours anymore of course you're gonna be irritated it's part of the unbalance of your hormones due to uh, this limited number of hours sleep so you're gonna have to be very direct with your kids and tell them no listen I don't feel good today I sleep only five hours yesterday so if I sound irritated it's not about you Now, maybe if you give me a little space, okay, so I can deal with this, maybe I just uh, be honest and tell. Don't try to be a superhero because it's going to come back to you. If you haven't slept well, nobody can really feel good. Even if you're trying to believe that you are indestructible, no? I mean, of course, if you are hyperactive, you may have a lot of adrenaline. Doesn't mean you're healthy, no? Even if you just sleep five hours or hours and you're hyperactive, adrenaline is going to go to the roof as soon as you wake up and you're going to have energy. I mean, it doesn't mean you're healthy. No. So, but nevertheless, not many people do that. Some people live that way. Uh, but if that's not the case and you feel low energy because of something, or well, you have a pain. you Let's say you, you got a bruise and it's bothering you or you have a toothache. I mean tell your kid tell your spouse you know I have this pain it's bothering me okay it's nothing personal so if I look a little on the edge it's not about you okay and when you do this don't complain no because sometimes we, we we complainers always complaining about things and if I tell my kid you know I didn't sleep well last night he's gonna think oh another complaint okay and he's gonna create more irritation so trying to start from living, complaining about your pain and your life and the situation because that is something nobody wants to deal with. Your kids are going to distance themselves from you because they don't want to be around you. It's, it's an awful feeling. I mean, imagine Ulysses, I mean, you're my son and you have seen me in different situations. How much you like it when, when you were younger and I was on the rush. <laughs> not a good feeling yeah. no or when i was upset
0: okay or when i was complaining i mean in I mean, general you, know. you just don't want to be around anyone who's complaining
1: yeah so whether you're upset you're a complainer or you're in the rush okay nobody want to be around you so it's it's important that we if we are live that way okay don't expect and you start changing don't expect your son just embrace you and say oh my goodness you're an angel now because in the brain is the images and the memories of the father that was you know a rusher a complainer or whatever it was no so give time give time don't do this because you want to impress a child no do it you know from your heart this important for you for your family for everybody so this is some tips and i appreciate what you shared about celeste and bringing <laughs> you the little bear what a wonderful thing yeah. so let's let's accept the gift that people bring you know a smile uh could it be a hug could it be a nod okay uh it is a sense of a, of understanding of the extra burden we carry and the person perhaps, you know, he wants to alleviate it. So let's be grateful about that. And stop and receive the gift, just the way how you did it, no? And be sure that that's not stupid. Doesn't matter if it's a little toy coming from a kid or a little note, smile, or maybe somebody wants to help you.
0: Right. thank you. And you know, I think this is just such a very important topic to continue on. So I, next time, I think it would be important to talk about the other portion of of a household, which would be your spouse. And so I think next time we'll we'll address that. This topic uh, as it as it um, revolves around one spouse or one significant other. And yeah, well, hopefully these tips and um, this talk was was valuable to everyone. And we will catch you next time. Yeah. And we can reverse things. That's a good thing in the situations with
1: the kids. We just need to really be more conscious of what's happening in our life, aware of our reactions. Thank you.